Good day, good day. It's your homegirl, Miss Cajun A, coming at you for today's Get Your Mind Right Friday, five o'clock drop. Thank you for joining in. To all my followers, I appreciate you tuning in again. To all the new followers, welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in. I so appreciate you. And let's see, let's start off. We're dealing with a new series and we're tapping into the bounce back is real. From my other series, we've dealt with acceptance and that was the series I was on for a while. And we talked about so many different things. So feel free to go back and binge listen to those episodes so you can catch up to where we are now um, in regards to the second series, The Bounce Back is Real. How many of you are ready to bounce back? Like you've been through so much, so much trauma, so much heartache, so much heartbreak, um, mental anguish, just trying to get stable minded, you know? And so dealing with a bounce back is real, is really imperative to the next phase of your life. That's just how important that it is when you think of, okay, I was down and out, but I'm springing forward, I'm bouncing back, or people giving you things that you don't want, you know, to do, or you need to say no to at the season of your life. So you're able to, you know, bounce back and say, no, I'm not going to do that. You'll be able to stand firm in what you believe in and what you do or you do not want to do. So before I tap into that, just let me go ahead and give a couple of um, announcements that there's so much coming up in February. I'm so excited um, for the people that I'm working with and collaborating with. I just send out so many blessings and positive energy to you guys. I appreciate you guys so, so, so much. And so in February, I have two events that's going to be happening at my store, which is located in Antioch, California at the Summerville Town Center, which is better known as the Antioch Mall for some of us that lives in this area. And so we're having a Valentine's event on the weekend of Valentine's, the 16th of, that's a Sunday. And we're going to be having a great local artist um, coming through, a dear friend of mine, little brother, and his name is Malcolm McDonald, and he's an awesome singer. Oh, his voice is so amazing. It'll make you melt, ladies. So it'll be on the 16th, which is a Sunday, from six to eight, doors open at five, and tickets are being sold currently on Eventbrite. Today is the, well actually tomorrow is the last day to get your $10 early bird tickets. VIP is still open, which is $20, and then the general admission will be $15, and that will be on the 16th of February. So hopefully you can come, bring your boo, bring your hubby, bring your wifey, bring your, you know, your wannabe bae or whatever season you're in, or just bring yourself. You don't even have to have someone. It's just going to be a sip, mingle, and listen. And so it's going to be amazing. The band is fire, you know, singers, vocalists is fire. And so I'm happy just to be honored to be able to host that here. And then on the 22nd, which is the following Saturday, in lieu of Valentine's weekend, I'm going to be hosting a self-care women's lunch. And so it's, it's, um, it's a love thing. This is the fourth annual um, that I'm doing this year. And so I've really been blessed with the people that have been coming into my life that are willing to step out into a new arena to be a public speaker or a motivational speaker or who have certain gifts that they're tapping into a spoken word of vendors it's going to be really really nice and that for the 22nd will be ladies only and we're going to be talking and dealing with some stuff and it will actually be parallel to some of the things that you actually hear me talk about on my podcast and things that i have and posts that i do on my social media sites so that is all the announcements that I have so far. So thank you, thank you. Put it on your calendar and you can ask me about it if you want. Oh, also, if you have anything that you may want me to discuss, um, there are certain topics or certain things that you may be going through that's related to what I'm discussing and you may want me to dig into it a little bit more or you may be looking for some insight or things like that. I do, if you don't want to direct message me or leave me a message here on the Anchor for those that you that follow me actually on the anchor platform where I do my recordings. You can also 
send me an email at getyourmindrightfriday.qa at gmail.com and I'll be able to um, correspond with you there as well if you have certain prayer requests and things like that that you may want me to stand in the gap for you for feel free to also send them there and me as well as my prayer warriors I got some some powerful prayer warriors on the team too um, because we can't do this without prayer Um, with the things that we are tapping into with the bondage and things that we are breaking for not just ourselves but for every listening ear every person that we come in contact with we're stepping out and we're moving in a realm of spiritual freedom and awareness Um, because we it's so much stuff that happens in the world that we can't physically take on it is going to take going into that secret place you know and some of us for some that's darkness you know having to deal with the bondage and the things that are attached to us and you know the evil forces and people don't want to hear it but it's it's real and some people operate in it but at the same time you got to be able to break the chain and only god can fix those type of situations when we cannot so Tap in, tap in, you know, it's, it's, it's really a movement. And there's so many people that's, you know, in this bounce back season. It's, it's really something that you can carry for a lifetime because there's always something that's going on that you're going to need to have certain steps and certain tools and stuff in place to be able to handle situations and have certain pillar people and support around you that will be able to lift you up when you're at your weakest times. But first, there's decisions that you have to make. And so when dealing with the bounce back on today, I wanted to discuss bouncing back from grief. And the reason that I wanted to touch on grief is because um, for me, um, coming up to my dad's fifth death anniversary, actually on tomorrow, February the 1st, and this being the fifth year and how it affects me. I'm not as affected as I was per se in regards to the emotional outbursts and things. There's been some healing that has taken place and some acceptance of the fact that he's no longer here with us and walking in my purpose that I'm I'm moving forward in. It really, really, it really, really helps that, you know, because it's like the things that we discuss, the conversations and things that we had, his expectations of me and my expectations of myself are now coming into fruition. And so I can be grateful about the time and him being my father and how he took the time out with me and gave me so much knowledge, put me in arenas with people to be able to retain certain type of information and insight that allows me to even be on this platform today. And so there's so much going on when it comes to grieving and when it comes to actually dealing with the fact that someone that you love dearly is gone. And so when you think about grieving, it can happen in many forms. It doesn't have to be someone passing away, but it's definitely a death of something. When you get divorced, that's a death of a union. And that's really what makes you grieve. It's the death of the union. It's the impact. It's the the routine of it. It's the detachment that you have to do um, along with the acceptance that you have to have. It's open and tapping, tapping into your emotionalism. And a lot of times we kind of walk around and want to act like things are not bothering us or we may be stronger than what we want others to think because we don't want to look like we don't have it together. We don't want to feel like we don't have it together. We don't want to look like we don't have it together. But we can only walk around like that for so long before someone actually sees us and say, hey, yo, um, what's wrong? Like, you can see, you can say this and you can act like this. You can front and, you know, put it on like, you know, ain't nothing wrong. But I can see you. Your moves are a little different. Your your appearance is different. The way you respond is different. And some of us, we go into that secret place to where we don't even want to be bothered. We just go and hide away, right? We'll hide away. People call you, you don't answer. 
you'll say you're coming to something but no one ever sees you because you can't even wrap your mind around how you're feeling to get up you know I don't want anybody to see me and a lot of times for women even though there's men that listen to the podcast too and I appreciate you guys for tuning in men for real for real um, because this is for you too even though you'll hear me address women a lot but this is for the men too that we start gaining weight um, we start sleeping a lot and or we just get antisocial we just don't want to be around anybody Um, We just want to, you know, dwell in our mess. And sometimes it's not even on purpose. It's just how you're feeling. You just don't have the drive. You don't have the, the get up, you know, you don't have that push. And you know that people will, you know, say, hey, get up. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. But you don't even want to hear that. You're like, hey, I'm suffering over here. I'm not even trying to hear what you do. You too happy for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You know how you meet those people and they just too happy all the time. They're like too giddy. And you have to be careful of people that's always too happy because it's like, what are you hiding? Like life is real. So, I mean, you can't be happy all the time and not deal with any other emotions. No sadness, no pain, no heartache. Even when you're hurt, you're happy. You know, and that that has to do with perceptions, you know, with people too. But when you're just putting it on like everything is just happy 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 I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay you're really not okay you know that's just what you're telling yourself to try to make yourself believe that you're okay and sometimes you may be okay but if you're okay all the time that just tells me that something is going on that you don't even want anybody to know because no one's okay all the time no one's happy all the time even if you have a happy baby they're going to cry. They're going to get angry somewhere in there. It's not going to just always be happy, happy, joy, joy. That's not how life is. That's, that's not how circumstances are. And when we make certain decisions, that's not the outcome. It's not always a happy outcome. And so to be able to deal with grieving, you really need to not be secluded. That's the worst thing that you can do when you're grieving is to isolate yourself and to not be bothered, you know, because what ends up happening is you just start being in your head a lot. And then when you're in your head a lot, it just, your mind just goes and goes and goes and goes. And it's like nonstop and you find yourself not sleeping. And then, you know, um, you're just up, you know, like a tweaker, you just you know, up and then you get up for your daily routine, whether you're going to work, whether you're going to school, whether you're a full-time parent, whether you run a business, your day-to-day operations, you still have to do that. You, You can't just sleep the day away. Though some of us are so tired because we are pushing that we just need a day or two to sleep. But I'm talking about something different. I'm talking about when, you know, you feel that it's hopeless and you feel that and you put yourself in position to look at the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. You know, what could I have done differently? It, you know, why did I allow a person to put me in a place to get me back to this place? I thought I was free from this. I thought that I was delivered from this. I thought that, you know, I grew up from this this moment or this reaction or um, this feeling. I thought, you know, I moved past this part already. And then you find that certain situations will trigger you to be back at a place. And like I said on um, last week and the week before even, um, quoting um, T.D. Jakes, in regards to each level that you elevate, there's still a level one at that level. And a lot of times we will beat ourselves up because we don't want to accept that we're not at certain level of things. But at each level, you can be at 50, there's still 51. You can be at 100, there's still 101. You can be at 1,000, 1,001. So you still have to start at the beginning, no matter what level that you are. And when you're grieving, you feel like just all is lost. Like losing my dad was one of the hardest emotionally experiences I've ever had to deal with and so I was a daddy's girl so it's like not only did you take my dad 
that's my friend that's my homies like that was my parent that was the person I turned to when life was hard when no matter what it was if it was just dealing with school trying to get understanding the history of things trying to know the ways of the world business and every every aspect and element of that made me who I am today my dad played a real big part in that and so to have that element of my life removed I had to deal with it but the the thing about my relationship with my dad that some people don't get to experience when it comes to death not even my dad just when it comes to death like people know they tell you you know that okay I'm tired I'm getting ready to you know I don't know how long I'm gonna be here you know and even with marriage and divorce um, in your marriages and stuff when things get hard and get hectic for your spouse they usually are giving you hints to let you know hey something is not right and this needs to be fixed because if not this is going to create a certain type of problem certain type of issue certain type of thoughts if you choose to ignore the signs and that's really what it is that's how you can handle grief better when you're able to recognize the signs but if we choose to ignore the signs and the patterns even then we will find that once something happens and you have to deal with the fact that you're detaching or you're at a loss or um because it's not even just some people lose you know their their animals or like their family so it's like when you have to lose something that you know that you're never getting back again you have to be able to accept the signs and if you do then you'll be able to kind of prepare yourself because it's about preparation when it has to do with grieving and sometimes you know you say well it happened so unexpectedly but we know that no one lives forever no one lives forever you can be married 25 50 you know years you know that your spouse eventually somewhere in there is gonna pass you know that your parents somewhere in there the older you get the older they get so you know somewhere in there they're gonna pass you know that we want to outlive our children but sometimes it's not like that as parents sometimes there's a loss of a child and you have to be able to not beat yourself down because God makes no mistakes he does things for whatever reason that he does and you know anything is possible so how we believe positively that anything's possible we have to know there's there's no positive without a negative so that's why it's important to have a prayer life so that you can push past the negative into the positive. Because even when it comes to math, I mean, if you're at the negative point and you're deep in the negative, even though you add positive to that negative, you're still in the negative until you actually make it all the way out of the negative to the positive. Yeah, you're building up. It, it's taking this course you know it's it's moving forward but at the same time a lot of us are behind the eight ball so much with dealing with things with accepting things and you know with looking at life from a bigger picture and not just a selfish perspective of this is mine this belongs to me and you know i'm gonna do this it's like you have to really put time and effort into relationships no matter what they are because you just never know you know, everybody's up and, you know, talking about, you know, Kobe Bryant and his daughter. God bless their hearts and their families. Um, yeah. And so you just never know. That is a prime example of not knowing how short it is. So it's like you have to value the time that you have. I mean, that's why they will have those little sayings, you know, live like there's no tomorrow. Live like this is your last day. My dad used to say something about going to church. You know, when you go to church, you know, come to church like it's your last time. Give God your all like it's your last time. 
And growing up, you'd be like, I got time. You know, I got time. I'm just, you know, I'm just this age, that age. You know, I got time, you know. I can I can wait, you know. And it's like after a while, you realize the older you get, time waits for no man. And so we can't afford to procrastinate. We can't afford to stay in those places of grief. And everyone grieves differently. I'm not saying, you know, to rush it. I'm saying deal with it. I'm saying process your emotions. Really go through the grieving process because it is a process to grieve. Um, like I say, this is coming up to my dad's fifth year um, of him being no longer with us. And it took, whew, it took about, I would say maybe three and a half years to where I really started coming into myself again like I had so many emotional outbursts it was just I could be talking on the phone and just tears would just come from any and everywhere and I'm grateful for the people that during that time that did not just let me wallow in it I wasn't answering nobody's phone calls I wasn't even tripping off nobody social media it's like I would go on there and say thank you and all of that because I'm like one of the spokesmen in my family so it's like some people don't even correspond or move or budge unless I say something then they know it's kind of concrete and you know all of that type of things that come along with who my dad was um, in society in the community into the church as a family man in the family who he was and me walking with him a lot of people saw me walking that journey out with him so when it comes to what is and what ain't and what's going to be um people hold my word to that and so yeah if it wasn't for me like talking and different things like that i just i was just in a space i was devastated like and couldn't really process it the way i needed to process it because i had children so they were processing the fact that their grandfather was no longer here and you know I didn't want them to see me going through my you know issues and things like that so even as parents when you're going through um, a grieving process to where nothing something is no longer going to be and you have to detach from that and um, go through that burying like a divorce um, it's important that you walk out the process together um, I've always kind of advised people that when they're going through a divorce, yeah, you're an adult, you're going through the divorce, yes, but your child or your children are also going through that same process with us. So we have to tap into our children, not let them experience those things alone, or they should not have to turn to their friends for that type of nurturing um, because it's a process. So. Sometimes we do have to put our feelings aside for a moment to check on our children, to make sure that they're doing good, to make sure that they're straight, to talk to them, to pull their emotions out of them because you know how children do. They hold things so in and then they'll isolate their sim themselves so much that they can't deal with their emotions. That's why so many kids are s committing suicide you know for things like bullying and you know things like that not even telling the parents what's going on but then on the other hand of that the other side of that coin it's like if you're my parents shouldn't you be tapping into me shouldn't you notice the changes shouldn't you hear or if i'm acting up at school shouldn't you look deeper into just i'm doing the fool no it's something going on that needs to be addressed that is making them react the way that they're reacting and even as adults because some folks still acting like kids in adults bodies so they go through their emotions their tantrums you know and they get mad and you know they get vengeful and you know make some of the most horrible decisions when you know things are not going the way that they would like it to go and they feel like they've lost or they feel like they're a failure or they feel like why does everything good keep being taken away and so it's like it's something deeper than that because people don't know how to process their emotions they don't 
you'd be surprised how many people go through life, you know, and go through things even from a child and never really heal. And then there are adults still dealing with childlike behavior and childlike disappointments. And they're putting that pressure and that responsibility on another adult that has the same type of scenarios may not be exact, but you know, the results are the same. Having those same type of emotions, you want them to carry your weight now too. And that's why it's so important as parents, we deal with our children as that. They have real true emotions. They have real feelings and they need to know that they're part of the discussion. And that's why I don't only deal with adults, I deal with children as well. I deal with the whole family because you gotta learn how to walk things out together. That's one thing I got from my father and he was a pastor and so I played for him for many years I was one of those ones that he can count on and I, I made it work when he needed a vocalist I sang when he needed someone to say something I did it when he needed someone to play for him I was there I kind of walked things out with him and we talked about the good and the bad things that would happen you know with church and church folks and the little stupid stuff they would do and you know how they'd be trying to step on you and this and that and the other I walked that out with him with that and so I understood that he wasn't just trying to throw me in a position um he wanted me to understand exactly what I was going to be doing like this podcast that I have understand how I'm going to be an influence to people understand how impactful I am so be careful with what you say you know those type of things he took me through the ropes you know to be able to give what I'm giving now and so it's important to take your kids through the journey with you especially if you're in a situation where mom and dad don't see eye to eye and a lot of arguing bickering fighting cussing each other out you know slamming the phone down, slamming doors, you know, all that type of stuff goes on, little smart remarks, the tears that, you know, our children witness and, you know, all that type of stuff. They need to understand what's going on, not to make them choose, but to even know that, hey, in life, everything is not going to be peachy all the time. And they watch how we operate. They watch how we handle our emotionalism. They listen to the conversations and things that we have. I used to be the type of kid, I was so much of a need to know type of kid that I would go to my parents' door. I never heard my parents argue. Never heard them argue. Even though that's a bonus, it also has its detriments to it because if I don't know how I'm supposed to argue, and I, as you've heard me say on my podcast, I'm temperamental. So I can be triggered and my temper can go from one to 10 in point seconds. And I ain't even gonna give it a number. It just is a point right there. It's, it's ready, it, it's, it's on. So I didn't know, or I didn't care rather. I did know. I just didn't really care about setting a standard on how angry I would get in an argument with my ex-husband. So you call me out my name, I'ma call you out your name plus a name. You come at me foul, I'm definitely coming at you foul. You know, it, it was so bad between us when it came to, cause you know how men are, you ain't gonna just talk to me that way. No, I'ma talk to you the same way you talking to me. And if you keep pissing me off, I'ma make you feel like you an ant on the floor. That's just kind of how I was because I'm a big person that deals with a respect thing. So if you disrespect me, you can definitely understand I'm coming for everything about you because me, I'm the type of person that feels that it doesn't have to get that far. If people are communicating and people are really talking to each other, then it don't have to get that far to where I'm cussing you out. You know, you want to see me cry and all that type of stuff. And you think I'm crying because I'm so emotional. I'm crying because I'm trying to keep myself under control for pulling out a knife or something and coming at you and going to jail. That's that's how I am. 
you know so when I had my kids and they would see certain things and hear certain things it, it would get to the point where we had to go our separate ways it was just no seeing eye to eye I was trying to be the best wife that I could be I did really well it's just that he didn't know how to handle me because his childhood things and so I had to you know you got to investigate people you got to look at people you got to do your research about people so you can even understand why they even do the things that they do why do they say the things that they say is it just them and how they're looking at it or is this a whole family issue because we have that everyone does to where this is how you was raised this is how you was groomed and this is how you deal with things so even when it comes to grief you know, it's how you deal with things. Have you been shown how to grieve? Or do people just have these emotional things and then shut down and then, you know, go away and then just kind of leave you hanging and never want to discuss it, you know, because dealing with grief, you have to discuss what you're feeling. You have to put it out there. You have to release it from yourself. If it's anger, if it's hurt, if it's, I just don't know how this happened. I'm just confused. I don't get it. I don't understand. You have to be able to put that out there so people can then pour into you that has been through grief, that knows how it feels to lose someone, to know how it feels to have to understand that they're never coming back. And even with divorce with children, to know that mommy and daddy is never going to be the way that we were. So this is where we are at now. So we have to learn how to stay in our lanes. We have to learn how to be respectful in this disrespectful situation. And it takes someone being the bigger person. And once you deal with the grief of something, because even when my dad had passed and then years later, that's why it took me, you know, a certain amount of time, like three and a half years to even start coming back to who Miss Cajun A was. Because people, I would see people and because of who he was, people just would want to talk about him to me. I'm like, you don't understand the triggers that you are starting and the buttons you are pressing right now, bringing him up. Like, you have no consideration for my feelings, for my thoughts, or, you know, what that's going to do for me. So I had to say, okay, they don't know. They're just talking this because of who he was. And he made such an impact on people that everyone was, you know, affected by his loss, by the loss of him and the passing of him. And it's getting ready to be five years later and people still come to me and they still want to talk about him to me. And I had to learn how to get the skin for that, to not be able to just burst out in tears as a adult child that you're bringing up my dad and I'm still dealing with the emotionalism of him being gone. And so now I'm able to take it as an honor when people bring him up and when people talk about him. And then the grief is not that bad. Did I have a moment? I did. I did a couple of days ago. I had a moment because every year it's still tender. It's still tender. And when I've talked to other people that have lost parents and stuff that are, you know, in their 60s and 70s, they still say, you know, that feeling never goes away. It just gets a little easier to manage. So when you really love someone and you have to accept that it's no longer going to be, you have to be able to look at it to say, well, I enjoyed the time that I had with that because you learn so much stuff and that's where you have to, that's where the honor comes in. And you know, even with divorcing, I had the honor to be a wife. You know, it wasn't on the terms of the white picket fence and the happily ever after and, you know, all of that. But I got my feet wet. You know what I'm saying? 
So there were some things that even I looked at in the situation was like, yeah, I could have kind of did that differently. Like, yeah, it could have been not much. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, not much. But there was some learning things and some tools that I was able to take and I grew from it. And so you have to be able to grow from your situation. You have to be able to step out. And the first thing really is accepting the grief, processing your emotions. That's the most important part is processing your emotions so you can bounce back from it and you'll learn and you'll start to see as you process your emotions that when someone brings something up, it can even be weight. You know, let's say for instance, you lost some weight, right? So in your mind, you've killed that old person, that old person that was, you know, big and, you know, fat and, you know, you didn't look good within yourself and, you know, all of that. So you killed that person. You know, you buried that. I ain't never going back to that size ever again, ever again. And then the spiral happens. Life happens, something triggers it, something, you know, gets those emotions going. And then you find that not only are you the same size, but you're bigger than the size that you were. So that creates even more of a pressure. Like, why did I do that? Or why did I let this person convince me? Or why wasn't I strong enough to say no? Why wasn't I strong enough to not allow that to happen? Now look at me. And you just want to hide away. You just want to not be seen. Instead of learning to love yourself in the midst of no matter what your situation is. And that's why it's really important that you go through the steps and the process of dealing with it from accepting it to grieving it. So you can get to the bounce back phase of things because it's, it's always a bounce back in every phase of life. You know, you may lose a job, but you get a job. So I bounce back in a job. But the thing is, it's really not the job. It's the decisions that you make while you have the job. It's the way that your life is managed while you have the job. You're going to get married again. But when you do, it's like, okay, it's not that I'm married again. It's the way that I operate in my marriage is the decisions that I make for my marriage is how involved and how I communicate and how we grow as a unit not just me by myself as a unit still putting yourself as a priority because a lot of times we end up not putting ourselves as a priority and then it allows situations to you know manifest it, even with grieving if I don't put myself as a priority to be better and to learn how to control my emotions so those triggers, whether it's a picture, whether it's a sermon that I hear, or whether someone walks up to me and say, your dad such and such and such and such was a great man. You know, stuff like that makes you, oh my God, I miss my dad so much, you know. But when you have dealt with it and you have been able to process and accept what's really going on or, or what life is gonna be. And then look at your life when from a grieving standpoint, because even when you have to detach from your family, that's a grieving standpoint still, because mama is mama, daddy is daddy, siblings, siblings are siblings. And if you are in a family dynamic to where you can't get along or they don't see you for who you are or they're steady stumping on your growth or you know, they're just not on that level that you are. So you have to remove yourself. That's still a grieving process because that's your family. That's your blood. That's who you grew up with. That's who you share some of your secrets with. That's who people reference you to is your family. So when you have to leave them behind and move them to the side, that's not an easy task. You know, some people just be like, just let them go. Just, just move on. Just, you know get them you know but that's not an easy task when you're connected anyone can say anything about what you should do when they're not connected and that's why it's important to get around people and surround yourself with people that has been through what you're going through and not only been through what you're going through but has persevered 
they went through it. it it's a done that part of it is done they may still be in the same arena because like i said at every different level you still have to start at the one so they may be at level 51 i mean excuse me level 55 and you may be at 51 but they're still in the same ballpark that can tell you hey well this is how i got to 55 i don't know how i'm gonna get to the you know 59 but i can definitely tell you how i got to 55 and so you have to be able to surround yourself with people that will help you through those steps and process that will pour into you so you won't feel alone. So you won't feel unworthy. So you won't feel like a failure because life happens. And that's what we have to learn about the grieving process and having to understand that this is what we're going to have to deal with from now on. It's not coming back. We can never go back there. We, we can never make that and redo that over. It's a done deal. It's a chapter closed. So now you're in a new chapter and you have to know and envision what your new chapter looks like. You have to be able to put things in place for your new chapter. You can't just walk into a new chapter with blank pages. You have to brainstorm it. You, what do you want to see? What do you want in life? What do you want at this next phase of your journey? because it's still going through a healing process. So during this healing process of the bounce back, start jotting down what that looks like. What, what do you want from it? Do you just want to say, you know, I bounce back, I'm good. Well, what does that look like? Because sometimes we'll bounce back and then I will realize that We've taken some of the same things from the last season until this season. So you really didn't bounce back. You just bounced up. So people were able to see you, but you haven't learned anything to not go back. So that bounce back means that you're not going back to that. You're not going back to that anymore. Because like I said last week, God can give you something and you want to don't want it so you want to bounce it back to him and he gonna wait and give you some room to do you and then he's gonna bounce that situation right back to you again and if you haven't learned what you needed to learn to go to the next level you're gonna always have to deal with it and you'd be like well why does this stuff keep coming up i'm trying to do this i'm trying to be better i'm trying to be a better person i'm trying to not respond that way I'm trying to not look at things that way. I don't want to do things the same way I did things before. But if you don't learn the lesson, or the lessons, because most of the time it's more than one. You know, there's different phases and different levels of things. So you may be able to go to this door, but then there's a bigger door over there that still has to do with the first door that you just walked out of. So until you're able to complete the level, complete that chapter, complete that section, because it just may be a section in the chapter, then you'll be able to do it wholeheartedly without having to beat yourself up and to let those isms and schisms of the what if, don't play that what if game with yourself, y'all. Don't, don't play that what if, because what if, you can live there. You can live in what if, or what if, well, what if, you know, this was to happen? Or what if that was to happen? Or what if I would have did it that way? Or what if, you know, well, hypothetically speaking, you know, what if? No, hypothetically sit your ass down and process what you need to go through and deal with it. Deal with it. There are self-help books. There's counselors. There's people like myself. There's different podcasts. There's different spiritual outlets. Um... And you don't even have to get that deep. You can start off with the little things. Find what works for you. Me, myself, I love word searches. It makes me focus. It's a mind stimulator. You may be able to come across words that you didn't know. It, it increases your vocabulary. You know, and it just, you're able to find and identify things. And once you complete it, you'd be like, oh, you look at that person and be like, that's 25 words. I ain't got time. 25 words in all this chaos because when you look at a word search 
it ain't nothing but letters and it's a bunch of chaos. But once you get in the routine of being able to focus and things start coming out to you, you can just look at it and be like, okay, there go that word, that word, that word, that word, that word. Because you pass the test of the focal point and you know the strategy. You know that if you look long enough, the words will pop out at you. If you look at your situations long enough, guys, things will pop out at you. The things that you've already retained, the lessons that you've already learned, when you come to that new level, the situation may look like it, it may feel like it, it may smell like it, but then you're able to identify the things that you've taken from the last situation and say, oh yeah, I know what that is. Oh yeah, I know where you're coming from. Oh, I know what you're trying to do. So I'm, this is how I'm, I might have to deal with you, but this is how we're going to do that. Because this is what you ain't going to do because I know how to deal with that now. That's that bounce back. When you've learned your lessons, come to something that's similar because it ain't never the same because there's always a new lesson. Maybe may look like the same experience. And that's why it's hard when it comes to coming into something new that looks familiar. Because we'll just take it as like, nah, I know what that is. It's like, okay, you ain't even stepped foot in it yet. Nah, I know what that is, though. Because I dealt with that last time. Okay, but if you learn what you needed to learn from last time, then you're already prepared to deal with things this time to find out what the difference is between that time and that time. You can't just think it's just the same because it looks the same. Just like meeting a new person. You know, you can't just say, oh, well, they do that. Oh, they said, oh, they said what that person said and just think that's what it is. Because there's some general stuff across the board. There's some general stuff about ourselves. That's just a standard of how people think. But how will people be able to identify who you really are? Would you want people to just look at you and your situation and, you know, your life and be like, um, they ain't no good. Oh, they ain't worth it. Because I, I went through that with so-and-so and so-and-so. Oh, they said the same thing. So I know that that person is like, you're like, no, you haven't even given me an opportunity that you haven't even given me a chance. Like, I haven't even been able to show you, but they're so stuck in it being so familiar that they don't want to go through the process of finding out what's different, finding out what's new. Okay, Lord, if you bring me back to something like this, there's something else I need to learn. You may be an influence for those type of situations or those type of people. Because of what you've been through, you can therefore teach them and show them the light to change their perspective on how they look at things. Because at the end of the day, we're helpless one to another. So why do you think that you're going to be able to escape situations and why it keeps coming back? Because you can, it's either a lesson or a blessing. But you never know if you go through the process. So when it comes to grieving and when you're able to get to different phases of that grief, then you're able to tell someone else that may be a, a baby in it that, oh, this just happened. Oh, my life is going to fall apart. I just can't take it. I just want to kill myself. I just don't want to wake up no more. I just want to sleep. I just want to eat the whole house up. I just, whatever there is, is. You'll be able to say, I understand. I was once there and this is how I did it. And these are the steps I'm still taking because I'm not where you are, but I'm still dealing with it though. And that opens up the dialogue. You gotta be able to join the conversation because so many people are struggling and in a grieving state, not just because a person passed, but something died. And sometimes within us, some things die off and we're walking around with dead things still attached to us because we don't want to let it go. We think that we need it, that we can't move on without it. Well, if you're walking around with dead things, guess what? It's going to start rotting out what's living in you. And then you're no good. So you're not able to bounce back. You, you, you're just stuck in a place. And we don't want to be stuck in a place. So thank you for coming in today and listening and tuning in. I really, really appreciate you. 
pray for me guys i'm going through some stuff not just because it's my dad's anniversary there's just some things that are going on with my family and my family and you know we may have to soon sooner than later be going through a grieving process again so that's why i want to come in on today and just touch on that topic because we can get through it the bounce back is real y'all I've bounced back from so many different things. I've come so far in life. And to have the opportunity to just share some things with you, it, it just amazes me that I'm entrusted with it and that it's really helping people. And as it's helping people, it's, it's showing me that it wasn't all for nothing. You know, sometimes we think that we go through life and go through certain circumstances and we think that it's all for nothing. It's never all for nothing. Whatever you've been through is to build you, is to make you, and then it's for you to go and help set other people free. So once again, it's your homegirl, Miss KJNA, coming at you for the Get Your Mind Right Friday, five o'clock drop. Thank you for tuning in. Please leave me some feedback. You can also email me you can direct message me. You can follow me at Miss underscore KJNA on Instagram. You can also follow me on KJ's Creative Hands on Instagram as well as on Facebook. So I hope that what I've said and shared today has blessed you wholeheartedly and trust it. Trust the process. I promise you things will get better. You'll be able to see yourself. It's not about seeing other people. You'll be able to see the growth in yourself and pat yourself on the back. Like I said last week, you'll be able to pat your own self on the back. And God will bring you the people that you need to surround you with love and support. So you'll be able to walk this thing out. And so tune in next week, next Friday at 5 o'clock. We're going to be still dealing with the bounce back is real. We're just getting started. So thank you again. I hope you have a blessed weekend. Till then, holla at your girl. Keep it grown and sexy. Peace.